Second half of the show coming to you live from the Kintech studio. Got guys naming dudes coming up here in a handful of minutes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to do this better. Yeah, I, I'm not happy with how any of this came about. We've just been transferring. You can cut the music, Eli. We've been transferring all of our stuff yeah. in wide orbit. So, like, we just found out That's all of we, our backup music doesn't work. That's why we had new Big Six music, all I, this sort of stuff. I was working feverishly in the break to get a new BFF intro going, yeah. and it just didn't load in time. And oh. then we found out that just happened. So, I, like, just for the vibes, yeah, purely okay. just for the vibes, we're going to take this from the top here, okay? Three, right. two, one. This is what I didn't hear approval on, but that's good. I, I, I see you working. That's the BFF Friday intro. Uh, all right, coming to you live from the Kintech studio, second half of the People Show. Again, another uh, edition of Guys Name and Dudes coming up here in a handful of minutes after we talk to our good friend, former NHLer, and I'm Duck, Vancouver Giant, our good friend, uh, Brett Festerling, who joins us now. Brett, how are you? That's good. Another week, different storyline. Yeah, uh, you know we were we were so amped up uh, last week, and it's look things change quickly in the NHL. And uh, three games where maybe they weren't at their best, um, and look they get uh, a result against Edmonton, but uh, the last two haven't gone their way. I, I think probably last night was probably the way the, the way they want to play at least. Yeah, I agree with you. I think after I mean Edmonton definitely wasn't <clears throat> excuse me the way they wanted to play. Philly was a bit of an egg. Um, it was a better start. I think they need to focus on that after getting scored on, you know, two goals in the first two minutes for both those games. So better start for the Canucks, better execution for the most part um, for the game in terms of systems and, and effort, but just a few mental errors that I think really cost them there. So, okay, let's go through some of those. Um, I, you know, we spent time on the post-game show just, just trying to delve into those plays. It is – is it anything more than just like, hey, like well, one person making a mistake and there's nothing really to glean from that? And until you know Tyler Myers is kind of feeling a bit more confident, how do you go about kind of solving this right now? Because they, they, they play tomorrow and you know Florida's not going to be easy either. Yeah, I think there's certain mindsets that they, they can improve on. I mean, it's easy to blame that one on Myers and he makes a bad play of the first goal against there. But if you break down where the video would start in the coach's room, it's going to be Giuseppe going back right. to the D, right? Those are the kind of things you want to take out of the game. So for the people that maybe didn't watch don't remember, Dakota Joshua has a, has a really nice PK yeah. that he's trying to earn a spot on. He, he stands up on the line, and then he does a good forecheck, reads the drop pass by Hedman, goes to get off the ice for a change. Giuseppe actually goes south trying to go back and buy some time. Dakota Joshua gets confused, kind of flinches at it. At that point, now the D-man cannot touch the puck because he doesn't know if there's a guy coming on. If he touches it, if it might be too many men. you know. So that, that leads to the confusion. Myers goes back, has more time than he probably thought, ends up getting picked off there, and they get a goal against. Demko made some fabulous saves in that series. But, um, you know, so I think, yes, the plays like Tyler Myers – need to be better, but there's little instances before that that put them in situations that they can completely take out of their game and don't need to um, put themselves in those spots in the first place. Uh, on Joshua, um, 
I do want to get to more of the defensive positioning, but you mentioned Joshua. You know, he got bumped up later in the game, and there were just moments throughout the course of the game where, yeah, he's, he's hounding the puck, creates turnover, whether it's on the PK or five on five. You know, he helped create a Miller chance in the first period as well where he rushes down the left wing coming off of some pressure Joshua had in the defensive zone. So it was a very encouraging game from him. Yeah, there were shifts that I noticed – him, he was he was what I noticed in the shift. He made one play. I can't remember exactly. He jumped around a defender on the wall and then tried to make a two on one play that got broke up. But it was a really good play. We talked about the PK. He hammered Headman, which was as a as a coach or a foot like you love to see that when he can influence the game, being physical on the best player, especially a guy like Headman. That's whatever he is, six five, two thirty, six six, whatever it is. So. Um, very encouraging from him. That's what we like to see out of him. We need more of that. Uh, all right, so let's get to the, the, the defensive side of the game then uh, as well. Um, you know, the, the, the focus here the last couple of been, games has been there's been an overwhelming amount of shots, especially in the second period, um, in the defensive zone. Uh, let's just focus on last night because I'm not sure there's much to take out of Edmonton and Philly. Um, you know, that game, they weren't really moving their feet. But last night... Is there elements that you saw of okay what what this system is supposed to look like defensively? Well, I, th- I think you can see what the positioning is starting to look like. That's what's encouraging, and I think that's what um, a lot of us have been happy with, especially in the Edmonton game where they didn't play that well and lost. Is the positioning's there? It's just their preemptive play within that positioning is not very good. It's they're becoming too re- reactionary, and you saw that in Philly okay. and Edmonton where. Pucks are coming in, getting stopped, and then people's everybody's reacting. Where's my guy? What do I need to do? Whereas you can be more active getting into pucks and bodies and lanes before those shots come, being aware of where your guys are. I, like I'll take Hedman for an example that we're talking about him. He's so good because you'll see a cycle on the wall. He knows that thing's coming back down the wall. He's cutting that pass off in there before it even comes. Whereas I think the, the Canucks have been way too reactive in those positions, I think they can do more to get into those lanes. If you pause some of the plays, and this is what a coach would do, you'll see all the Canucks in right positioning, but some guys have sticks in the air, all looking at the puck where coaches want to see forwards. Skates are actually pointing up towards their D, heads are on swivel, one hand on your stick where the blade's extended into puck lanes, taking away those lanes, discouraging any passes out to those points. So there's just little things within that positioning I think Canucks can get better at here. You know, there have been moments when, you know, late in the period against uh, Tampa yesterday and, and obviously against Philly where, you know, the bad moments have really stood out and it's just like an onslaught here. Now, some of those I, I imagine you look at and say, is that early season kind of uh, changes here and, and – and not jitters, but as they try to learn each other, right? Like Hughes and Hronick are new together. Susie and Cole have some experience, but like that's still in this environment going to be new. How, how much of that do you chalk up to just kind of the early season learning and also just things that are tactically working or not working? Probably 50-50 at this point. Like, yeah, guys are still getting used to it and, and, and where their partners or wingers are going to be and, and how those play off each other, but... Um, I think some of it is just you just need to get into bodies and, and simplify the game and get back to basics. Like we've, we've talked about it for, you know, a year now since I've been around, but it's, it is a lot of simple things of just getting into your guy and not being puck focused and, 
and um, some of the simple fundamentals of, of defensive play. Is is that Kucherov goal where he kind of he's kind of coming from the corner, kind of uh, an element of that? Because it looks like PDG's kind of going halfway and then he pulls out. Miller's kind of slow to it because it looks like PDG's moving, and then Cole isn't really tying up the guy in front and kind of gets in the way of Demko too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, it's just putting all those things together. I'll I'll give Kucherov some credit it's a goal scorer's goal oh, he, of course, yeah. he, re- he recognizes yeah you like if you look at it you're right miller and susie are both kind of on the same guy in front and then it's a late reaction for miller to get out mm-hmm. now kucherov does a nifty little just head fake that freezes the demon and everybody thinking there's a shot coming pulls it inside shoots so that loads him up in that move he shoots it under the triangle of miller short side by Susie. Like, that's... I don't have that tool. I could do that with pylons. I can't do that in a game. You know? So, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But, yeah, it is a more of um, more of like a Miller and Susie in front that that puck's coming around. That's communication early. It's your guy. Get out there. Front him. Kind of close those gaps faster. I think that's what they need to improve on. While we're talking about the defense here, and also we mentioned Tyler Myers as well, um, you know, there's he, he's still going to be like the fourth best D-man on this team. But right now, do they have to break up the experiment of Hughes and Hronik and just say, you know, like, one of Cole and Susie have to play on the right side and just try to make it work right now? And, you know, they've tried this defense by committee approach. Are you noticing it? And is it even something that can work? Yeah, I, I, I just don't know what combos they go with if they don't like you can't really put Cole you can't put Cole and Susie together as lefties because then you're left with righties if you end up keeping Hughes and Hironic together and then I don't know if you want to spread it out too much where you're breaking up Hughes and Hironic I don't know that's a tough it's a tough call I, I mean I would love to see what kind of different combinations Foot's trying in practice and if any of those work or if um, some of the better players I've played with would play both sides. If you have like a guys like Susie or Cole that can do both, maybe he goes a little more depth with uh, Friedman and his regular pair, where he kind of does the every, every third shift or something, where they they have a little more ice time eaten up that way, where he plays both. That's really tough though. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there is a depth thing there. I don't know if it's really showing that there's weakness in the depth or if it's just mistakes made in more of those depth positions. Cause I think those can be limited more. Like I think Myers can simplify his game a bit more. I, I, I think Myers can be a really effective player. He obviously is good. If you, he gets judged so much because obviously his, his uh, salary, mm-hmm. but I think he can be a really good player. If he simplifies it kind of like a, like a pronger at the end of his career kind of thing, you can't teach experience and you can't teach size. And he's got both. And if he just takes some of the, extra little finesse plays and simplifies that, I think he can be really effective fourth demon for, the, for Vancouver. Okay, what does simplifying the game mean, right? Because I think a lot of people would look at that play where he's trying to clear it and saying, like, okay, he's trying to clear the puck. That's a very simple play. But even getting that wrong is, is the thing. So what, what, what elements are you looking for to, to even simplify it further? Yeah, I think sometimes he takes an extra, extra stick handle or dust it off. Some guys would say takes that split second to find an extra pass. That might just need to be out or or rip it to the tip guy the things like the play yesterday so 
it's very simple, but you'd work on skating the split second behind the puck where you're just getting a better ability to turn around and face up ice instead of he's kind of awkwardly trying to put that off the wall. Mm -hmm. That could be just him not knowing how much time he has there. He has more time there trying to force play, but less of making kind of finesse play sauce passes more in the, um, not off the glass, but making the first pass, not looking for the second one. And then on the defensive side, in terms of getting up the ice, using, using um, his time away from the puck to close gaps. Because if that's the problem, right? The game's got faster, and no offense to him, he's got slower. It's just uh, that's part of aging, and it's part of uh, being that size in the in the game he's played. And then simplifying too, he needs to be more physical. If I look at his stat line, which I, I don't want to judge all players by their stat line, but four games, one and one, two points plus four. Those are obviously skewed a bit by the first game, but the stat that stuck out to me, one hit. He, a six eight defenseman, you need to be a physical guy. You need to be a physical presence out there. So I, I get there. Some of those are lost in in uh, the stat sheet, and he probably had a, a couple more than that, but he needs to be a physical presence out there. Talking to Brett Fesseling, as we uh, will on Fridays here on the People's Show. Uh, now, he, he does get the goal as well, uh, and he kind of joins that play late, and Petey finds him, and he scores that great goal. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's kind of becoming a theme here right now that there's this, uh, for me, like this over-reliance on um, getting shots from the D-man or, or just from the point and, you know, trying to create more offensively. Uh, you know, we're talking about a team that's going to be, you know, tenacious on the forecheck and try to win the puck down low and, and win off the wall. And I think the, the Miller line and PDG line are doing quite a good job of that, generating their chances. But we're not really seeing that across uh, the rest of them. And I was just looking last night. Of the 29 shots that went on goal, 13 come from D-men. They took 30 attempts that are rather blocked or missed the net. 16 come from D-men. Is there this over-reliance to generate the offense from the point, or are the D-men just their, – their their nature is to shoot it? You know, you have Hronik, you have Hughes, you have Myers and Susie. Are, are these guys just designed to, if I have the puck, I'm going to launch it towards the net? I mean, yeah, if D gets a – puck for the most part besides like maybe a guy like Hughes that has the creativity and and the speed to get away from certain things you're going to be thinking shot first but is that in the system I wouldn't be surprised if a guy like Taki wants to simplify it and just get pucks to the net and and bodies that's kind of the way he's gone on a lot of his um, thinking but if it's not then they need to kind of evaluate hey why why is that because it's a good point you bring up I had it in my notes as kind of one and done. It seems like a lot of players mm-hmm. are just dying with one shot or one attempt and you're not getting that sustained pressure. Um, so yeah, if, if it isn't the game plan to get more shots from the point, then are the forwards or D-men not getting the pucks to those tough areas? Are you being too much of a perimeter team and mistaking hard work and cycling for pressure and opportunity? So that, that, those are the things they need to evaluate. Are they getting to those tough areas? And then why aren't they getting second and third chances? Are they getting out-battled? Or are they just not taking it to the right areas? Those kind of things. So I think that's a good evaluation tool that they can use, uh, if not. But yeah, I think the shots from points aren't bad, but you just want to keep that sustained pressure. I remember Corey Perry I so vividly looking at me, staring at me, because I got it on the point one time and put this muffin right into right into the crest 
of I think it was Turco and just staring at me from the side like well that play's done and now we got to get off the ice and it made me <laughs> it made me it took me down a level that's for sure so yeah I think the forwards want to want to have a little more sustained pressure and opportunities to score goals it, it, it's especially noticeable in a time when like I, I think it was Garland or maybe it was Hoaglander you know goes wide pushes the defense deep and you know puts himself to a corner but slides it back to the point and I think it was Hirona coming in and like there's nobody yet in front of the net yet and they're, they're still kind of in the transition phase and just launches it and well Johansson kind of sucks it in and now we go to the face-off commercial break and it just well this opportunity when there was gaps opening up in the middle of the ice it just goes to the point and I can't imagine like that's the the fundamental way you're going to want to generate offense. No, and and that's the thing you see more in today's game is that that almost fourth forward type of style where that D-man, that, that fourth guy is constantly jumping mm-hmm. up and adding to the rush. Instead of just posting up and getting that shot, they're adding more to the rush, get changing angles, getting shots tighter in, which has a better chance of rebounds or making plays if you're a guy like Quinn Hughes. Um, that has that creativity and, and the eyes to do that. So, yeah, I agree with you. They need to find a way. And I think Garland's uh, not the best at this either. Is it a lot of, he has a lot of work and he digs pucks out and he's kind of the honey badger and then he gets to the net and a lot of pucks just seem to kind of die with a, with a, with a soft opportunity that really realistically wasn't going to go in. So, um, yeah, it's about generating more opportunity and consistently doing that. Uh, he's Brett Fresseling. We're going to chat to him on Fridays here as uh, we go through the Canucks season. And uh, we'll uh, hear from you soon here on our airwaves. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's uh, BFF, Brett Fresseling Fridays here on The People's Show. All right, to wrap up the show on Fridays, we love doing it. It's uh, Guys Naming Dudes. Oh, there we go. There we go. All right. Uh, in honor uh, today, Christine Sinclair uh, announcing her retirement. The GOAT! All those goals! The best ever. We're, we're doing soccer players. And it can be any soccer player. We're, we're, we're basing this off of Christine Sinclair with that. Like, there was a stretch there, man. A Canada match, a goal was going in. Like, 07 to 2014? 2013, shortly after the Olympics, you knew you knew 12 was scoring. Uh, so just notable soccer players. Text in 650, 650. Can be random ones too. Anything. Anything. Uh, I was even thinking just because like um, women soccer players, like Mia Hamm growing up was in every oh, commercial. Yeah. I remember growing up. Big time. Every commercial. And of course, Brandy Chastain as well. Abby Wambach. Um, but yeah, soccer players, notable soccer players, or whatever. Do if, you, if, if you remember Eric Jemba Jemba, then oh, text in. That's a 650, great poll. 650. How, how closely did you follow Euro 2008? Euro 2008? Remember Euro 2008 yeah. in hit Austria? Me. Hit me. Uh, remember the Czech giant Jan Kohler? Yeah. I think he was seven feet tall. They would just whip crosses into Jan Kohler. He would just head in every goal. He's 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 part of Team Bald. Of course I remember Jan Bald Kohler. <laughs> yeah, of course. He played for uh, Dortmund? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Nice memory, Vic. I, it's, it's all the FIFA and football manager. You just remember. Yeah. You just remember, guys. How about um, Romanian soccer star Adrian Mutu? Oh, okay, that's not the Romanian. <laughs> I had I had a Romanian one ready today. 
One of my favorite players growing up, Georgie Haji. Oh, Haji, let's 94 go. World Cup, man, chipping it from the wing. That, that was one of my favorite, like, I, we had VHSs of games. Yeah. Colombia versus Romania, 94 World Cup. I watched that way too often. For Carlos Valderrama and Georgie Haji, that was the mood at the Nazar household growing up. One of my favorite players growing up, 95 speed in FIFA, Kakuta Mane. <laughs> I see you working. I see you working. Pacific FC star. Staying local. Yeah. I see you working. Vinny Jones texting in. 650-650. Peter Crouch. Wimbledon. Vinny Jones. Vinny Jones went on to yeah great acting career. Lockstock. He played soccer? Yeah, dude. That dude. Bro, Vinny what? Jones. Yeah. Rude Van Nistelrooy coming in. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Vinny Jones, the guy who's in the Manchester... In Bar a, scene in Euro Trip. Euro Trip, yeah. Actually played professional soccer. Yeah. This is blowing my mind, man. He, he was played for uh, Queens Park, Chelsea. Well, yeah, Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Yeah. Sheffield United, Leeds United. Man, Vinny Jones, journeyman. This is the whole point of uh, guys naming dudes. Texting a uh, a, a player. Brexche. Brexche. Majestic show. looking good. Show. He was married to a Canadian, right? Uh, multiple Vinnie Jones texts coming in. Paul Gasgoin. Oh, every every Gasgoin story is amazing, just amazing. It, it, it's like one of my favorite like TikTok IG deep dives is Gaza stories. Berto Baggio, Danny and Brookswood oh. texting in. Kenny Dalglish. Kenny Dalglish. Love me. Can't believe I pulled out an Eric Jemba Jemba. What about oh, David Bellion? Cleberson. Like all, all all the Manchester United flops, I'll remember. Speaking of jersey purchases, Juan Veron. I, I had a Juan Veron. Impulse really? buy at an airport. Uh, Juan Veron. Forgive me for my ignorance. Who was the number 17 uh, Swedish Man United? Larson? Henrik Larson? Henrik Larson. Celtic legend. Yeah. I thought you were going to pull like Adnan Yanazai, which is suddenly turning into a Man United guy. The own goal king from RJ and Killarney, Titus Bramble. <laughs> of course, RJ and Killarney would try yeah. to find um, some Tottenham players. Ledley King as well. Paolo Rossi and his yeah. ponytail. Christian Ziga. Octavio Rivera. This guy's crushing it yeah. up here. By the way, is it just me or is every like prime Netflix um, Disney Plus soccer documentary just a puff piece? Disney Plus documentaries? Like for soccer? Players, I, I haven't watched enough. They're all like just puff pieces. Yeah, I haven't watched enough. Good shout in the inbox here. Sammy Eto, who does not get enough love. No, he doesn't. Great striker. Cameroon. By the way, I got it wrong. Titus Ramble uh, didn't play for uh, Tottenham. He played for Newcastle. Might be. Might be. Reach. We got to do this one before uh, we go. But Reach uh, is going to lambaste us for the pronunciation. Andoni Zubizarreta. All right. Good shout. Uh, English football legend Rod Stewart. Like the Rod Stewart played soccer? Interesting. Ian Rush? I think Rod Stewart is Scottish. Maybe it's a different Rod Stewart. Maybe, yeah. I'll, I'll read it here, though. His son played uh, WHL hockey. Uh, Dominic Mobilio, good shout. Good, good shout. shout. Multiple Mobilio shouts coming in. Nice one coming in. What's Steve Nash's brother's name? Martin. Martin Nash. Martin Nash. Yeah. Uh, all right, good stuff. We ran out of time here on Guys Naming Dudes, unfortunately. Gershon Kofi. We'll, we'll end there. We'll end on a make. Uh, Peter Beardsley, actually. We'll end on that one right there. Uh, <laughs> Kenny Miller. <laughs> yeah. We can go on. We can go on. This segment's uh, dangerous for time because all you want to do is name dudes. Uh, the, uh, man, the, the, there's a goalie I'm just thinking of. Is it Grobler? Bruce Gober? 
Bruce Gro- Bruce Grobler. Old shout. Old shout. Uh, all right. Mustafa Jarju. There it yeah. is. I, I'm pretty sure uh, Grobler played for the Whitecaps at one point. Dino's right. off. Okay, we got to go. I see Josh coming to the studio. Riccio's all waiting to come in here. We're out. Uh, hey, Bruce Grobler coming in the inbox. Great ending to Guys Name of Dudes. We're out. People show. It's over.